you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/shek. Oh, Studio 66 is overflowing with human beings right now, and uh, chief among them is all uh, is the uh, is the rookie or finished his rookie season in the Pro Bowl. Went out to Hawaii, Eric Reed of the 49ers. We'll get to him in just one second. Real quick, let's say hello to the usual seated to my immediate right, my main man from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure I, thing. I do have to say one thing: is I gave the Shecky Award. The best mm-hmm. sports weekend to the conference championship games in the NFL. They were, they won and they were very gracious. But the opening weekend of March Madness laid down the gauntlet mm-hmm. for 2014. It's going to be tough for those to battle back from that. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was definitely a strong uh, first uh, four days of uh, of uh, this tournament. Next, let's say hello to uh, our resident Miami Dolphins fan all the way from London, England. It's handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Yes, it's a pleasure to see you again. It's good to be here. I haven't watched a lot of basketball. You haven't watched no, any? I That's, watched some. You're so American. You're so USA friendly, but you haven't embraced our uh, our college no, basketball I, tournament. I've eh? watched some, and it's still I still have the same issue with basketball. Like I like the last two minutes of it, but I, everything before that is kind of disposable isn't that in that every sport you could say that about i guess except for baseball um all right and uh lastly like i say the where we started out here the guy who had a glorious rookie season for the san francisco 49ers came up one play short as did all of his teammates in seattle i think you recall that one let's talk about that and everything else under the sun 
with Eric Reed. What's the poop, fella? <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Sure thing. How's so? How's the uh, the last year treated you? About uh, what was it? I guess. Yeah, right. About eleven months or so ago, your life changes. You get drafted by the Forty ers first round. How's it? Uh, how, how's uh, professional football treated you? It's been my dream come true. It's awesome. Um, I can't believe that it's almost been a year. They're talking the draft already, and it seems like just yesterday I was there uh, waiting for my name to be called. So time really flies, but I've had a lot of fun. All right, I want to let you know what's going on here, and in case uh, the listener can hear any bonking around here in Studio 66, it's because it's time for another edition, or not right now, but uh, once we finish kibitzing for a little bit here, it'll be time for another off-season training uh, regimen. Now, I've taken it upon myself to try and help professional football players stay sharp, not just in the weight room. I mean, we could go, you and me could go in the weight room and see who could put up uh, 225 more, but that what, what that what that would achieve I don't know because that's not what football's that's not all that matters in football Eric Reed well sure fine you're a great physical specimen but I want you to take it to the next level in your sophomore year by raising the game emotionally and mentally you know yeah yeah so uh, I think we're gonna do that today right all right we're gonna get to that in a little bit last week you can go and look at uh, at NFL.com slash check uh, Steelers cornerback Ike Taylor and I went out uh, went out back and we shot free throws we had a free throw shooting contest in honor of the start of March Madness. It didn't make me happy to do what happened, but I, but I beat him. And I Did. beat him soundly. Oh, okay. It made you a little happy. It made you a little happy because you've been talking about it Dave's, for seven days. Dave's that guy who would be out in the intramural field or anything who's just taking it too serious. If you go to any softball field around the country and you see the guy who's still wearing the pants and he's got the sliding pads and everything, no. that's you. You misunderstand my attitude. Don't I really you see? Don't. I want today. I want Eric Reed to defeat me in the contest of skill and savvy that we shall undertake in a few moments here. But I'm not going to let him win. How much, had, have you, how much have you been practicing before? I not got here? a, not a lick, <laughs> not a lick. We'll get to, we'll get to all of it. All right. Well, and and by the way, I saw you having a lunch uh, at the so-called huddle. It's our little commissary here on the uh, NFL Network uh, grounds. How did you, how did you enjoy your lunch? It was spicy. Was really it? Spicy. What'd you have? Um, I had a ham sandwich, but the chef uh, kind of persuaded me to try the sauce. <laughs> And I kind of regret it a little bit. Ham with <laughs> spicy sauce. Is it that was, a thing? Spicy was, mustard or something? It was like spicy mustard, but uh, it had like a lot of horseradish in it. Uh, hmm. yeah. Well, I, I got a tale for you, Eric Reed, and the, and, and the rest of the fellas. I got myself a piece of uh, nice Dover sole, and uh, I brought it into the newsroom. And all oh, the belly aching, because sm- apparently it smelled quite fishy. And the whole newsroom belly ached and belly ached. And so I ate it more quickly because I try to be a good teammate. And just as I finished it and all the tears that uh, were falling around me uh, were starting to dry up, just then our pal from around the league, Dan Hanzus, walked in with, the, with, the, with another piece <laughs> of Dover Soul. And, and, and I, I was transported to heaven. I'll tell you, the other thing is, too, all the tears that were, were, were falling about this uh, made me, and some people were saying, I'm really getting nauseated, seriously. Hey, hey, Sheck, seriously, I'm getting Who's nauseated saying, right name now. Name names. I don't want you wouldn't know. Who, oh, well, you would know them, but the listener wouldn't know them anyway. But the, well, I, can describe, I can say whether they're a good person. I'll tell you what, Michael Fabiano, <laughs> uh, uh, guru of fantasy, said well, that uh, he's, he's one of the fantasy okay. talkers. I'm sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to offend <laughs> you. Um, he, uh, he said he might vomit about it, and my response to that is, oh, I would go straight to cloud nine if that happened. If actually my food... He's had- half... He's, and to put it in perspective, he was, he's about 50 yards away in the newsroom. <laughs> no exaggeration. 
Um, all right, listen. I hate to, uh, you know, we're early on here. I don't want to get in on the on the worst part of your rookie season, but let's jump right to the end of it. And up in Seattle, you lose that game on the final play, of course, Richard Sherman. What is going on in the locker room right after the game? Are you guys aware of the all the hullabaloo with Richard Sherman and the, all the stuff about what he's saying about Michael Crabtree? Are you hearing that in the locker room right after? No, we actually didn't see that part of it until we got on the plane and headed back. So um, it was kind of kind of shocking to see that on the screen, but no, we weren't aware of it until we were on the flight. What does that do? Does that does that make you guys like? I'm glad I didn't know about it because there would have been fist fights in the bowels of the stadium if <laughs> I would have known about that. No, I think we would have been professional about it. We definitely wouldn't have went back on the field to to confront him or anything like that. But um, I will say if we were in the same situation, we would have handled it a little bit differently. But um. It might have a little carryover to next year. I bet it's gonna, <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you, so? What? So can I extrapolate then from what you're saying that you don't talk trash on the field, or have you ever said anything? I wouldn't say I've never talked trash, but I'm not a, a huge trash talker. Um, so that game is uh, is obviously a, a great one, even though you you come up on the short end. I'm sure you don't feel um, that way about it. But what? So when you you come out of LSU just a little more than a year ago, so what's the bigger rival to you now, the Seattle Seahawks or the Alabama Crimson Tide? <laughs> the bigger game for me now is definitely Seattle. Um, we're at the highest level of football there is. And, you know, the guys always told me playoff football is different than the regular season, and the regular season is different from preseason. And, boy, they were right because uh, when we got to Seattle, that was that was the probably the hardest game that I've ever played. In, my... in what way, though? Why was it what, – what makes it harder? It's like every decision you make, every step you take matters. You don't want to be over there when you should be over here. You don't want to make this check when you should have made this check. It's like everything that you do plays a role in the outcome of the game. And, of course, I personally have some decisions and some plays that I wish I could have take, could take back and hopefully would have had a better outcome in that game. But, you know, once it happens, it happens. Uh, Jim Harbaugh or Les Miles? Who's crazier? Who's crazy? <laughs> That's a tough question. I mean, they're both great coaches to play for. Um, I love playing for Coach Miles. He has an awesome sense of humor. Um, he's a player's coach and as well as Coach Harbaugh. So um, I think I've definitely been fortunate with the coaches that I've had. What do you make of all this stuff over the last, whatever it's been, month or so about Jim Harbaugh? Maybe he might leave. And, well, the, you know, the big uh, figureheads in the locker room say that he's rubbing people wrong. What's, are you surprised by that? What's your reaction to all that? Like I said yesterday, this is out of left field for me. I mean, hmm. if, he, if he went to the Cleveland Browns, I would have chalked it up to the business. You know, they paid him – a nice amount of money, and he took the deal. But I, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have said this because he formed bad relationships within the locker room. Yeah, do you guys talk about that? Like when something when that comes out, do you t- call any of your teammates? Being on what's going on? Because it just seems to us, it's surprising. I can only imagine how big of a shock it was to you guys. I mean, I, I kind of think it's just like free agency. Like I said, um, if Cleveland wanted to pay him money to go, and he took the deal, well, I'm happy for him and his family because he's doing what's best in his head for his family. But for a coach, I, I view it the same as a player. You know, we've we've lost players this year to free agency, and they've done what's best for them and their family. So I would have chalked it up to that. And like I said, not because of the relationships that he has in the organization. How bad was it for you? You talk about the playoffs in front of that Seattle game. You go up to Green Bay and win in that uh, frigid uh, situation up there. How bad was it for a guy from the Bayou to travel up there? I'm 
so thankful we won because it, it it was worth it. Um, what if it had gone to overtime? By the way, that's my one wish no, is that we didn't no. we couldn't have played next quarter. No, too. if it would have been overtime, it was miserable. Um, my goal was to play well enough to get back to the bench to warm up because it was <laughs> it was so cold. I could not feel my fingers, and you had to hit people. And like you said, I'm from Louisiana. That was by far the coldest game of my life. I walk out of the the locker room and step on the field, and I look at Dante. And I'm like Dante. This is going to suck. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we made it happen, and uh, I'm glad we did. So what did you do to keep warm? Well, um, I had on, like, three pairs of socks, uh-huh. three long sleeve shirts, two pairs of leggings, um, the hand warmers. I covered myself in warm skin. I don't even know if it worked or not. But what is that? What's warm skin? It's like um, it's kind of like Vaseline a little bit. I was going to say, is it like Ben yeah, Gay? Yeah, or like I just, was it it advertises that you know you, it's just a layer that you put over your skin it huh. forms like a heat barrier never heard of that i was covered in it <laughs> <laughs> i would have bathed in it <laughs> well man what they say it was like negative 15 so i felt all of that yeah i mean we've talked to some packers i that's the thing i don't understand why guys who are playing for a team up there don't embrace it it's a home field advantage you guys don't want to be up there playing that game i mean some guys w- weren't wearing sleeves like colin wasn't wearing any sleeves i'm like dude you're crazy yeah what's I'm wrong like, with him for that did you make fun of him like what do you, who are you impressing <laughs> No, I'm like, if you can do it, you can do it. But I'm, I'll be the first to say that I will put on as much clothes as I can. So <laughs> It seems cumbersome, though. Like, you can't bend your arms as well. and I couldn't bend my fingers, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. Oh, I've heard that if you wear sleeves, that it actually makes you fumble more. Yeah, th- so there's an issue with the sleeves and um, ball control. If I catch a ball and I'm running with the ball, it's a good day for me. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know offensive players may have to take it more into consideration than than defensive players do. If you catch a ball in the cold like that, and you start, I would have, I just would have ran out of bounds. I would have fallen down, like what? and like nobody would have said anything. Yeah, somebody's like, gonna run cold. into you yeah, on, t- on purpose and tackle you. That's gonna hurt too. You well, don't you want that to step out of bounds. You hope there's a pile. You could be at the bottom and get some body heat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I, you know, only one year down. Um, I don't know how much you you're able to have a perspective on you know getting fairly close, getting to the title game and uh, what's left there but the 49ers it seems are, are right in the middle of uh, a, you know a special run here you know three straight title games and all of that what is that is there a mindset have you guys been having conversations about I mean I because I, I, you know I don't know if you noticed on the way in here the one rule here on the on the podcast is no jive we don't jive each other we shoot straight yeah, is there a buzz among the 49ers that, listen, Navarro Bowman had that horrible knee injury. Justin Smith is that much older now. There's some questions on the defense. You guys move some pieces. Uh, Carlos Rogers isn't there. Like you say, Whitner's gone and so on. Is there a sense that the de- that the offense has to pick up some of the slack going forward now? Because the defense has been so dominant the last couple of years. Well, there's questions surrounding the team every year, and last year it was me, you know, because they, they traded Deshaun away, and I was the guy that they were wondering, you know, everybody was wondering, could I fill in the spot? So every year there's a question about the upcoming year, and from the minute I got into this organization, everything that we've done has been geared toward winning a world championship. And so I think that mindset is going to continue, and that's why we've been successful um, to where we are today. So, you know, we're just going to start fresh. We're going to – evaluate the team that we have, put the best players on the field, and, and just play ball from there. All right, but though, listen, 
but the secondary, I mean, who's who's playing corner practically now? Twenty fourteen, you got to do something, right? Yeah, we got guys. We got uh, Chris Colfer, mm-hmm. who who was hurt this past year, right. but he has experience. We have um, Tremaine Brock, who played the majority of the year this past year. So we have guys who who have to step up and become stars. But it's not like they were they are like me. They don't have any experience. They do. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like uh, again back to talking SEC football? It seems to me it's it's an old subject, even how good the NFC West has become. But I feel like, man, it's gotten really, really good because the Cardinals have made a couple of key additions now. The Rams look interesting, especially what if they get Sammy Watkins? They'll be scary on offense, too. That's going to be disconcerting for you. Do you feel like the NFC West is the SEC of the NFL? Of course, I'm partial to it, but I do feel that way, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you want to play the toughest, the toughest competition? to get to the world championship. And if you beat all those guys out, you can say that you beat the best in the league. Tell us about what Harbaugh's like in the locker room. What's it? Because, you know, there's all this stuff about his, his behavior. Because to me, here's, here's the way I've described him. In press conferences, at least, he seems like he's always got this vaguely distracted thing going on as though he's wondering simultaneously while he's answering the question. He's thinking to himself, did I leave the oven on at home? You know, he's, he's kind of got that. He's got that kind of thing, that distracted uh, thing about him. What's he? What, what's he? What's he like day to day? You know, he's an awesome coach. He wants the best for his players, and I know he takes that in consideration when he conversates with the media. Um, he's not going to say anything that his that are going to upset his players. And we're a family, and he he says that, and so he's going to make choices and decisions that are best for the team, and he's not going to let anything get in the way of that. What about the pants? What do you think about those khakis? Enough, all right. At least the pleats. It's 2014. Have you pointed that out to him? It's funny. I've gotten that question a bunch of times. Sure. And, uh, I mean, as long as I've known him, that's the pants that he's worn. So it's, it's normal for me. Um, I don't I don't expect him to change. But he, went, he went flat front for the championship game. Yeah. Oh, he did. You I didn't can't notice that. do that. You can't that's change like, it. For, no, no, no. you got to stick to it. How many pairs do we think he has? We know we know he has a flat front pair, but did you think he's just got one that he's just <laughs> keeps cycling through or maybe two? It's funny that people pay that much attention to it. <laughs> you <him>. don't? <laughs> it, it almost bothers me that you don't notice it because that would be the only thing I'd be – I'd be like, seriously, how many times – how many pairs of that – of those pants? Because everywhere, he, he showed a video where he went to, like, Kentucky or yeah. something. He was talking to uh, the college basketball team that's still wearing the same. Well, the funny thing, last week, last week there was a video of him doing push-ups with a walrus. And yeah. maybe the biggest thing, not the fact that he was doing push-ups with walrus, but he was wearing shorts instead of the khaki pants. It was like, you know, that, that was the, apart from a walrus, that was the weirdest thing in there. I wonder I was, if it was a pair of his khakis that got a hole in it. And then he cut him to make him shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Reed. So, what about uh, you, the Seattle Seahawks? Clearly, are are your chief rival. But you're coming again to to connect it with the Bam LSU rivalry. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that last year when Bama played the Irish for the national title, that you were sitting there rooting for Bama to win that game. Were you? Uh, I was pulling for them as far as the SEC goes. I don't get that. Why do you do that? They're your rival. You want to see them win a game? I mean, we had the street going, you know, the, um, the yeah. SEC. And I wouldn't have been upset if they lost because <laughs> there you go because um, I'm not a fan of Alabama. So if they lost, you know, I wouldn't have been upset. But if they won, I wouldn't have been upset either. Well, so were you rooting then? So by that, uh, so by the transitive property, does that mean that you would have liked to see the Seahawks win the Super Bowl against the Broncos, or were you sad about that? No, I, I wanted the Seahawks to win. What? Really? I don't get this. You run them to feel pain. They dealt you pain two weeks before. It's like getting beaten up by a bully, 
And then and then being like, yeah, I hope that bully beats up somebody. No, you want to see the bully <laughs> take a licking, right? It's like I said, you want to beat the best to to say you won the title. And next year we want to beat Seattle. We want to beat whoever's the best that year to win the title. Talking about next year, are you are you hoping that week one, that first game, the Seahawks are going to open the season on the, on a Thursday night? Are you hoping that you're the team that gets to play them, like that first first game of the year? It doesn't matter. Whoever we play, we want to win. And if that's Seattle, we want to win. If it's a middle school from down the street, we, we want to win. So I'd like to see that game. Yeah. I'd like to see you guys see, play a middle school. By the way, this isn't the SEC. You can't just schedule a middle school like all you guys like to do. How would LSU or, say, Bama, how would the best of the one of those two teams do against, say, the Jaguars? Uh, it wouldn't even be close. Uh, the well, Jaguars what would the score be? What would the score be? It would probably be... 30s to maybe zero. <laughs> it'd be a shutout. Yeah, it'd be a shutout. Really? It's that much? What's the difference? Because, I I mean, I, my hunch is you're going to say speed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the adjustment? It's just it, – it, or, or is, is there something else that you notice going it's, from college to pro? It's grown men out there who – they do this for a living. This is their livelihood. Hmm. And if you were to even challenge them with a college team – I don't. I don't think that would be a good idea in the first place. But then it, <laughs> it, it would just excite them that much more. To, it's, it's a challenge that they wouldn't back down from. You know, so. they used to do that. They did that until the like the late seventies. The college all stars would play the defending Super Bowl champs. How really? about that? How crazy would that be How to did watch? That go? <laughs> you know, back in like I think in the forties or maybe even the fifties, the college guys would win, which is insane to think now. But what? I mean, wouldn't no, that be wouldn't awesome happen. to watch right now? Wouldn't you love to see AJ McCarron and company going up against the Seahawks? It would be a slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I got to ask you about college football. I mean, talk about the Bam LSU thing because I just thought it was so unjust. What was your feeling? You guys go into Tuscaloosa, their oh home God. field. They, I, hey, listen, it's not your fault that their kicker missed two kicks. That was the game. That's the way the game went. You guys won. Did you feel like it was bogus that you had to play them again in the national championship? I can't believe you're going to make me talk about this. I but. want you to talk about it. Listen, it's only two years ago. It's still relatively fresh. I think I'll be, honestly, I'll be salty for it yes. for the rest of my life because, like you said, we went to Alabama. We beat them. And I think we should have played somebody else. From you should have played Brandon Whedon's Oklahoma State. Yeah, That's what I you should have played. At the time, you know, it didn't. That's what the situation we were presented with, and so of course that's what the game we had to play. Um, if we would have won, great. We lost, like everybody knows. But going into it, I was still wondering why we had to play them again. I wasn't backing down from it at all whatsoever. But I was just wondering how that happened. It's outrageous. Who has better uniforms, LSU or Alabama? LSU. I like that. But you don't wear the purple, though. I think the purple looks really neat. It's a shame it gets wasted because you have the tradition. I actually do. I do like the purple. It's cool looking. I prefer the purple out of the two, but I, it's the, it's the tradition is so huge yeah. that you can't change it. I like it's the just, number on the hat for Alabama. Though. Yeah. You, can't, you can't argue that that's pretty cool. I don't like it that much. Uh, Black Tie, you didn't like that question <laughs> I just asked? You don't like me talking about college football? I don't, I don't understand why not. It's football. One of, the, one of the few things he dislikes more than NFL football <laughs> is college football. <laughs> why, don't you, why can't I ask him about college football? It's, he just, is, uh, just came off of it a year ago, Black Tie. Like, like he said, he, he couldn't believe you were asking that question. I'm sure a, lo- a lot of our listeners thought the exact same thing. It's two years ago, man. Well, listen, what happened happened. And I we did want to find out, though. In the rear view you did mirror. mention NFL teams versus college teams. Last year, the Niners played the Jags. You guys won about 42-10. to 10. Honestly, if that was your LSU team versus that Jags team, what do you think the score would be? 
uh, LSU would have lost. By how many? By a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no team in the NFL is a pushover. I mean, people form opinions and they say they're a bad team because they lost 10 games. Compared to other professionals. But that's against other professional football teams who may have more better group of professionals. If you put a professional team, any professional team, against a college team, it's, it's going to be a slaughter. It just is. Um, all right, you see in front of you here now, we've been asking uh, all through the month of March because it's Girl Scout Cookie Month here, um, and I'm wondering, by the way, Handsome, do they have? They don't have Girl Scouts in they England, don't even do have, they? Do you know what? They're, they're called brownies. Oh, bra- yeah, no, they a had brownie. brownie is a Girl Scout. Yeah. Not a cookie. They don't have Cub Scouts, though, right, or Boy uh, Scouts. They do. Do they really? Scouts, yeah. I was a Cub Scout once. I didn't know that the – well, I didn't know if England has them. I know, obviously, mm-hmm. we – I was a Cub Scout growing up in Pittsburgh, PA. I was a Cub Scout myself. Is that right? I was. Yeah, you know what's weird in hindsight? I This occurred to me within the last uh, last month or so. For some reason, this is – what what are you when you're in a Cub Scout? It's like 10 or 9 or 10 or something? I think I was like 6. Oh, yeah, is that might, how might young it is? a little bit younger, yeah. Even younger. They had us do – and it's all boys. It was – we had to do a musical every year. Well, isn't that a weird thing? Why would they make us do a musical? Who, who, what, what eight-year-old little boys? Like, yes, you know what I want to do is because uh, they, they had some stringent rules. Those before. lazy, they, hazy, they, crazy they wanted, days of summer. They were fi- That's the song I had to they sing. Were, it was they horrible. Were, they were finding the really good ones and they were kicking them out. <laughs> That's how they were pre-screening them. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's ironic that no, given the know. given the Boy Scout stout <laughs> stance on. Uh, on uh, people who enjoy musicals. I, for, I think that's what it is. Anyway, um, all right, Eric Reed. now your opinion. These We've whittled it down to these two cookies, the Samoa and the Thin Mint. And your choice here says everything about who you are as a man. <laughs> so so choose carefully. It's funny because um, coming out of um, Safeway the other day, me and my fiance actually bought these same two. Of course, I chose the Samoas. Oh, oh no, no, no. And That's she wrong. chose the Thin Mints. Well, I, I love that people I like get so excited. About this. <laughs> I'm excited oh, my about God, it. yeah. Well, <laughs> I like the same cookie. No. The, you know what? He, he's been maintaining. I have still yet to meet anyone who wants the Thin Mints over the Samoas. I know. from you. I remember you at the draft with your with your uh, beautiful uh, child, but uh, I, uh, with no disrespect, I think – that your fiance and I might be, get along a little bit better than than the two of you. Do. I mean, <laughs> a Samoa. This is this is too easy. This is for children. The Thin Mint is for those with refined taste buds. You see, it's sleek. It's simple. <laughs> no, most definitely the Samoas. Man, the poop is these Samoan cookies. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's a, there's your fellow uh, uh, Bayou native uh, Ike Taylor. There, he also went with the Samoa. And then, as I mentioned earlier. You know what happened out uh, out on the uh, harbor. We had a little free throw shooting contest. I hope that that this is not a trend for you too. I'd like to see you win. I don't know if you're going to though. That's a, that's real quick before we get to our competition here. Some off season training. Um, something that's going on at NFL.com right now is the greatest quarterback of all time competition. You can go there and vote on it right now. I know what you're going to say here, but let's start it off something close to home for Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson. Colin Kaepernick. Because why? Why what about tell tell me about what your reaction was on the sideline when he made that throw in the title game against the Seahawks when he jumped up off the ground and drilled that ball from 30 feet away. It was one of the most spectacular plays I've ever seen in my life. So I'm sitting on the bench. It's the last play. Well, at the time, I didn't know it was the last play. 
<laughs> and he throws the ball, and I'm like, oh, we're going. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we know how it turned out, but, you know, I have complete confidence in Colin, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that'll fire him up for next season, and we'll be trying to get back there. Yeah, no, and, and that was uh, legitimately. What did you think of, uh, was, it, uh, was it more the play by Richard Sherman that was dynamite, or was the ball not in the right place what, when you look back at that? Just a combination of things. Um, could it have been a better throw? I'm sure Colin would think that he could have made a better throw. And Richard Sherman made a great play. And it was a great play by their linebacker to be there because if he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. we would have had another play. So it's a combination of things. Um, but I was talking about earlier in the second half, though, when Kaepernick okay. jumps. Remember when he he literally leaves his feet? And throws the touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. oh, Wait, yeah. who got that? Bolden? But did Bolden catch that one in the end zone? Yeah, I think it was Anquan. What did you, were you aware of that? I mean, to me, I, I, you know, for the next couple of weeks after, I, I just swooned over this play. Even though apparently, I don't think Fox had the replay of it, so I don't think there was a lot to look at. But to me, it was one of the ten most remarkable individual efforts I've ever seen. Because not only was he off his feet, he drilled it, and it wasn't a little toss either. It was thirty yards out of the end zone. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows that Colin, when you say Cannon, Colin Kaepernick's pitcher should be next to it. I mean, the kid can throw. He went to a, a Giants game and threw the first pitch, and it was like 90 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, I saw that. So we see that every day, and so it was just another play for him. Um, what is it, do you imagine, that makes him, because RG3 and Mike Vick, guys like that, have shown for all their great uh, athletic ability, they lack this certain sense of where the defenders are. They don't, I mean, I have always sort of been, I, I've been skeptical of that. And I thought, ah, oh, he's just trying to get an extra yard. But they really seem to lack awareness, whereas Kaepernick, I can't recall ever seeing him really get drilled by anybody. What is that about? He's a smart player. He's instinctive, and he, he takes what he sees, and... If there's a guy here, he's obviously not going to run into the guy, but if he can make a play with his feet, he'll make it. And if he can make it with his arm, he's going to throw it. You've now seen Aaron Rodgers twice. To me, he's the gold standard. He's the best quarterback, not just now, but he's going to go down as the greatest of all time. I don't know if he's going to win this competition, Handsome Hank. Uh, how's he doing right now? He is in a matchup with Russell Wilson in the oh. second round of bracketology. Those uh, Seattle fans turn team. out. They they, they turn do. out to they, vote. Well, they, they, in fact, Russell Wilson beat Peyton Manning for the second time this year. <laughs> Maybe the stakes weren't as high, but uh, but yeah, Russell Wilson knocked off Peyton Manning in the first. Russell round. Wilson, in his, who has completed his second year of yes. pro football, was voted as a better all-time quarterback than Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Hey, I'm Russell Wilson, and I throw a sexy deep ball. <laughs> There's love, Russell Wilson. I love right the there. NFL.com fans. That's great. Who has the bigger arm, Kaepernick or Rodgers? Are those the two the, best arms you've seen? The bigger arm, yeah. Um, I mean, as who, far as distance, you know, who's got the t- total package in terms of uh, slinging it around there? My, Colin is going to throw the farthest by far. I mean, like I said, I watch him every day. Um, but like you said, Aaron is a, a great quarterback and very well may go down as one of the best ever. Are you uh, are, are you a fan of uh, NFL history, or do you just sort of focus on the here and now? Well, yeah, I'm more of a here and now. I don't. I know. I've grown to know more about San Francisco since I've been there, but I don't know a ton about it. Okay. Uh, so, Handsome, just real quick, what are the highlighted matchups here? Let's just uh, weigh in on those right, and so see So, the what we right know. now bracket, there's Brady against Breeze. And, Brady uh, is the correct vote there. Right, he's the Eric one... Reed, how say you? Brady I'm or Breeze? Breeze. Oh, because you're from... I'm from... You're from New Orleans. I got you. you. Uh, So, yeah, I mentioned... How did he get past Roethlisberger? Last time I checked, Roethlisberger was uh, whipping him, but good. The Saints fans showed up as well. 
Um, then the there's a Marino Elway matchup. I like personally, obviously the hmm. Dolphins. I go I go Marino on that one. Thank you. Do, you, do, you, do, you didn't see either of those guys play, did you? No, but I was a huge John Elway fan growing up. I had his poster when I was in middle school, so I'd have to go with him. A lot that. of swagger. <laughs> Elway moved around better. Obviously, fared better in the postseason, but not mm-hmm. until Terrell Davis came around. I really put those two neck and neck. I would go Marino, but I'm from Pittsburgh, so say sometimes uh, the roots are what. Uh, breaks the tie rank i'll say you on that one elway marino you only get one elway hmm. there we That's, go uh, i mean there it's hard go. to yeah you sorry, can't go wrong there sorry to hear you're both wrong he uh, <laughs> he took some terrible teams to the super bowl yeah and that the thing about john elway that people do ignore when they talk about oh you know uh, uh marino never had a running game and the thing with marino is mark clayton was good but it's not like he's he in the hall of fame and right. mark duper same thing he didn't play with a lot of great receivers Elway, though, Vance Johnson, Steve Watson, those were not only hall, not Hall of Famers. They weren't. Uh, pro- they didn't go to the Pro Bowl very often, if they ever did. Yeah, you can throw out those years with Terrell Davis that, you know, okay, he probably did win those Super Bowls because Terrell Davis came along. But you look at those bad teams that Elway got to the Super Bowl. He did that, what, three times? Marino mm-hmm. did it once. With I thought the Broncos, or excuse me, I thought the Dolphins had better teams during the 80s. And yeah, the underperformed. Flawed. I mean, really? really flawed the defenses, those defenses. No. I mean, Shula lost his his touch in terms of drafting players. He was not. He he missed on a lot. Yeah, the killer lost. bees. Didn't the they? killer bees were early '80s when right. they had but, all those guys. Then by, by the mid to late '80s, that defense was on the fade. But yeah. there was a year that they lost to the Seahawks in the playoffs. There was a year that '85 they lost to the Patriots, right. which they shouldn't the have done. A lot of times, yeah, where that's they the just. One. Didn't get over top. What other? Well, you got to talk about McNabb versus Rich Gannon, well, though. Yeah, there was a lot of there were a lot of <laughs> Rich up, Gannon. There were a lot of I love that. A lot of upsets. Uh, Brett Favre got knocked off by Rich Gannon. The Raiders fans apparently. Here's one Eric this. Reed and I can maybe, agree maybe on. Terry think- Bradshaw. Where's he? He's a he's a Bayou he's, guy who uh, won four Super Bowls in he's Pittsburgh. Playing, he's playing Bart Starr in in a uh, in a big showdown. Well, you better win that one. Seed. Bradshaw better win well, that we'll one. See. Bart Starr was well, good, better, but he's not. All right, I, I'm. Calling out now to anyone who is uh, either a fan of the Steelers, mm-hmm. from the Bayou, or knows what he's talking about, <laughs> you should vote for Terry Bradshaw to, to defeat Bart Starr. There you go. NFL.com under slash bracketology. All right. Now listen. Rank, <laughs> handsome Hank, it's been a pleasure. Are we done? But scram. Because oh, okay. it's time for Eric Reed and I to get to some business. You, you, don't, wa- you don't want any spectators. You don't. Oh, see, no, you're you welcome to. Black yeah, Tie, yeah. how do you want to do this? You want to unveil the game that we're playing here? We'll do it on the podcast here. Then you can look for the video at NFL.com later this week. Eric Reed, your challenge today is the classic game Jenga. Let's do it. Have you ever played Jenga? I've been crushed by my little brother plenty of times. I, one last <laughs> question for you before we cut this off. I often say, I have a metaphor that I use, that uh, every team has a couple of Jenga pieces on it, which are football players, that if you took that piece away, the entire thing would collapse. You know, because some guys, you know, you guys are a little bit deeper. The 49ers can sustain an injury or two and survive. Outside a quarterback, because that's the, you know, the, the one piece you can't take away. Who's the Jenga piece that cannot be removed from the 49ers equation? Yeah, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Navarro's hurt right now. If we were to lose Patrick, too, you know, it would be tough. Yeah, that that's a good answer. I'll tell you another one, Eric Reed. That's right. I'm putting it on you right now, Eric Reed. They need <laughs> they need superstar performance out of the back end there, and you're the man to rise up and do it going into 2014. I appreciate that. Nah, I'll, 
I'll rise to the occasion. Also, Vernon Davis. Oh yeah, he's pretty good. He's. I mean, he's. He's. <laughs> a, if you had to cover, is he the? T- would you? I mean, I know you haven't covered him except in practice. Is he? Is he rougher to handle? All things told, than Gronk or Jimmy Graham, or is he? He's at least in that conversation, huh? Yes. Well, no offense to any tight end in the league. After being in training camp with Vernon Davis. And then you go into a game playing a different tight end. It's almost like you're waiting for the other tight end because hmm. Vernon is so fast. He's so explosive. It's like you're you're quick. You're quick and you're moving. And then when you play somebody else, it's like, okay, when are you going to break? So, <laughs> you know, it, it definitely sets up our secondary well going against him in practice. I can't see how any other tight end would take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, is that the right thing to do, though? And then we got to go. Black Tie wants us to, to start shooting uh, the Jenga game. But real quick, is is the to me, this is a thing that if Eric Ebron is there on the board for you, take that kid. Because if he can do what Jimmy Graham or Vernon Davis can do, the way, because you're the guy who can specifically address this since you're the guy who's picking up that athletic tight end as he comes off, comes off the line there. Is that the X factor that uh, that that uh, every team can't have because uh, Vernon Davis doesn't grow on trees, whereas there are, there's great depth at wide receiver. There are maybe four or five guys who are athletic on the on the same level as Vernon Davis or Jimmy Graham. If you have Vernon Davis on your team, it helps a lot. It frees up your other receivers. So if any team has a tight end that gets that attention to who requires a double team, that'll leave a, another receiver open. So if you can bring together a group of guys, which we're trying to do as well in our organization, a receiving core that includes a tight end, it's, it's just great for your offense. Yikes. Think about what they do. Michael Crabtree, Anquan Bolden, and Vernon Davis. Yikes. Tough to, to figure out who to, to uh, double out of that uh, trio. All right. Listen. Eric Reed, let's get it on with our Jenga. You understand, I want you to be sharp. That's all. You had a very nice rookie season, but that's in the past. Time to look ahead. You get me? I got you. Let's get it on. All right, let's do it. Thanks to Eric Reed for stopping in. Make sure you go to NFL.com. Vote on the bracketology there, the greatest quarterback of all time. If you do it the right way, you will vote for Aaron Rodgers because, uh, in, in my book, he is the greatest of all time. We'll be back with another podcast later in the week. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.